Hey guys, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast, and today is episode 30 of season three. My intention for this season has been that on every 10th episode, I would interview what I'm calling shiny people. And a shiny person is somebody who's kind of a regular person, not necessarily famous or super accomplished in their field, but possibly so. Um, But it's somebody who is known by their friends and coworkers and family members just for being wonderful. The kind of people you are glad to be around, who ease the atmosphere when they walk into a room, who inspire you to be a better version of yourself. Um, They're people with talents. They can be people with achievements. They can be people who have screwed up in major ways, um, but they are fundamentally and impressively good at being human beings around other human beings. So on day 10, I interviewed um, a good friend of mine, Louise Giordani, and you can listen to that episode. And episode 20, uh, we didn't do it because the interview fell through. And for episode 30, I interviewed my husband, Caleb Brown. Uh, because even though I'm hoping I'm going to meet some new people nominated by my listeners as shiny people and learn a little bit more about what makes shiny people tick, what inspires them, what keeps them able to function in a way that is so um, inspiring for the people around them, uh, I didn't have a person yet. And so I decided to interview my husband, who is one of the shiniest people I know. And I did interview him and we did have an amazing conversation. So fun. And then I realized I had forgotten to press record. So rather than try to recreate the entire conversation, because there's just something about when you go from spontaneously answering questions to, um, you know, spontaneously re-answering questions that I think just doesn't work the same way. Uh, Caleb has graciously agreed to zoom in with me again from a different room in our house. And um, we're going to talk, I'm going to ask him some slightly different questions about his shininess and the notion of failure and success. I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, If you hear some skittering noises in the background, we have a pet turtle who, uh, seems to have decided again she's going to leave her dock and swim around her cage wildly. And since I've already started the meeting, I'm not going to cover up her tank. We're just going to go for it. I do like to record without editing. So um, hi, Caleb. Hi, Ellen. How are you doing? Is there an echo, echo, echo? Can you hear me? Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I'm already delighted to be in the same zoom room as you and put at ease with myself just by seeing your sweet face and hearing your voice just that silly joke just that silly joke that silly zoom joke i mean think about it like before this year this difficult year when we've spent so much time in virtual rooms with each other all of us not not just you and me you and you and i don't often spend a lot of time in a zoom room um uh, you know, we could never have predicted that we were going to be so, everyone was going to be so preoccupied with like image quality and sound quality and delays 
and environmental noises and you know what's going on behind me. Um, sometimes it's charming. Sometimes it's super distracting. Sometimes um, you can't see. Sometimes you see too much, right? So um, anyway, I just think um, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here for this second um, conversation. I'm really um, full of admiration for you. It feels great to be like um, two shiny people in the same house, you know? And I think we help each other stay shiny or that's, for me, that's like a motivation. Thank you so much. I think that's actually really true. I think, um, yeah, we have kind of like a shiny feedback loop going, mm -hmm. which is great. But I wanna talk a little bit about, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sad that people aren't going to get to hear that conversation because hmm. I feel like you said so many interesting things, excuse me, I have to cough. <clears throat> so no many editing. interesting things. No, I'm not going to edit. So people have to just enjoy, just like they're enjoying the sound of you slurping your tea right now. But um, I'm sad that that interview is gone, but I'm delighted that I got to have <clears throat> excuse me, that conversation with you. And I'm not going to lie. When I found out that I had not pressed record, I felt really upset with myself. And uh, I felt like, but I told people I was going to do these interviews. I don't think we can redo that same interview. I didn't want to um, kind of do a fake version of what we had already done that spontaneously had felt so rich. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet I also like, didn't want to not show up again with, you know, I, I wanted the 30th episode to be an interview. And, um, I realized that sometimes when I come up against that feeling of what feels like a failure or a disappointment in myself, um, I sometimes struggle to write myself. And so we're not going to talk about all the same shiny stuff that we talked about before. But I would like to know, because I think this could be really helpful for people. I experience you as a person who has like a full range of feelings. It's not like you're always in a good mood or that you're always like on top of the world. But I do feel like everybody in our family, and I think everybody who knows you close up, thinks that you have a great attitude and that you're often like the steadying influence in a room or in a group of people. And um, I'd like to know a little bit more about how you do that for yourself and how you do that for the people around you from your perspective, what you think is going on. And um, I'll just say a couple more sentences about that, which is that it might be specific like skills that you have or it might be about how you nourish yourself so that you stay steady and not super reactive just a well, few really easy questions let me say right off, off the bat it's my deodorant oh well that keeps me confident <laughs> it's not my deodorant um and you know um i mean I didn't mean to make this into a metaphor, but you know, there's times when um, we don't smell good. Um, and in fact, there's times when we don't smell good to ourselves, right? When we can notice 
wow, I don't really smell good. And that could be like literally, or it could be like, oh, I just, I, I was kind of in an olfactory way. I was offensive, you know, like, or something happened. I emitted something I didn't intend to, or I didn't mean to impinge somebody else's smell field, you know, like I, I affected their atmosphere. Um, so you know better than anyone, I think. Maybe the boys, our, our sons, know, like are in second position after you of, of knowing how, um, how I can smell up a room. Like I can, I know that I can illuminate a room, but I can also uh, turn the light down and, um, you know, not in a good way. So I think I, think I know what you're getting at. And I think that it's like, I, I do think that it's a, I think it's a capability that all of us have. I don't think that there are some that, you know, like your shiny, shiny person, the premise uh, of shiny people. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I love the idea of your, of your t every 10th, every 10th episode. And I love the idea of collecting nominees that you don't know. And I'm like flattered and honored to be considered a shiny person. Um, but I think that it, it's for me, I don't know that it's true that there are shiny people and dull people. Um, but I think that what is true is that there are like, we all have this innate ability to be shiny. And sometimes like we, 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 we're, we don't feel in control of it. We don't feel up to it. We feel we don't have the energy to shine out. Sometimes we feel like um, I need this shine to be an internal shine, you know, like I just need to kind of have my own candle um, and my own candelabra, you know, because like maybe it's feeling really dark. Um, and I think that like often for me in my life, it's been kind of like, there's, there's a negotiation about where the light is going. And I think like, strangely, it's only now, partly because of the like crucible of our marriage or just knowing you and, and having kids and, you know, all of our challenges and all of our, um, all of our joyous times too. Like, I feel like that that's been such amazing practice in um, figuring out how to like, when to be, when to shine and when not to shine or when to like um, budget the, the light, you know, cause there's sometimes when you can, be too shiny and then and then you just don't have any wattage left over for yourself so i i think what i'm aware of is um i think like my default is probably to be to be very shiny sometimes too shiny i know like there have been times and i you know don't mean to only talk about you and the boys but there have been times in our family when you know somebody says like um basically like too much too cheerful or too, or it's like a mismatch, you know, the boys have been very good, especially, you know, um, in adolescence and post-adolescence uh, um, about, you know, being very honest with, with how we were coming across, like in our family foursome. Um, and sometimes that's like, you know, that's challenging to hear, but it's like always good information. So like, I, I think I, I come, I usually come into situations with like a surplus of, uh, of light. Um, and I'm learning, you know, as like, um, as I age to like retain some of that, 
uh, for myself. And I think that like, I've learned that I need to have some of that, you know, just like, it's like a quantity that you, something you, um, you make, you, you know, your body and mind and spirit makes, makes this. And you, you know, you can't, if you give it all away, you have to wait until some of it gets rebuilt or it's, a, it's tidal or something inside. So I feel like, um, I'm, I'm like proud to be like, I want to, I want to try in every situation I can to be as shiny as I can be. But I, at the same time, I want to like have a sliver of awareness that is tuned to like how, how much light I'm directing back toward myself. Cause I know that I need that. And I think that like when I was younger, I didn't, and I thought I could just, uh, part of my early training was just that like, you know, everybody, everybody gets lit up. And my job is to kind of light everybody up. And if I, you know, and like, who cares if I, if none of that bounces back to me, but now I feel like I know, I know what that means if I don't um, spare some of that light. So. Um, I mean, I just, just one thing that occurs to me that happened uh, maybe it was yesterday at work in a zoom room. Um, it was a meeting. It was a great meeting. It was an enjoyable meeting. Like we weren't just talking. It, there was like activity and um, great ideas. And um, one of my coworkers said, and I, you know, people are, I, I think also being shiny isn't just being nice. Isn't just like giving people compliments, building people up. Um, uh, my, my colleague and, and friend had said something, you know, like we were introducing ourselves and she was kind of doing the preamble for me. And she said that, you know, I'm, uh, she, she mentioned something about me being right or knowing a lot. And it, like, it made me, actually this plugs right into the praise and blame that we were talking about last time. And I'm not going to go there, but when she said that, I was like, I was very quick to, to, to reply that like, actually, like, I feel um, great about being wrong. Like I, I would much rather be wrong. And um, I think part of my um, then being right, I don't want to be, I don't want to work on being right. Um, I'd much rather uh, with like my shininess, allow other people to be right. Like, I think for me, the shininess is about space. Something about the light makes space. And I think about it as making space for other people. Um, so, you know, that, that was a meeting where I knew, I knew what Steph thought about me. And I knew that she thought that like I was shiny. And I think that's what she was saying. Um, but I also wanted to make clear to other people that like shininess, like wh whatever she was getting at, you know, um, it wasn't about being correct. Do you know what I mean? It's not about like, um, I don't think for me, shininess is about um, authority or about um, correctness. I was trying to think of a synonym. I think it could be about truth, you know, but I don't think it's about being correct. And um, I think for me, it's also about trying to project a sense of ease. And I don't always have that sense of ease, but I try to project it. I think you, I perceive you as just always being almost always being the person who helps everybody else feel at ease almost by like a sense of um I don't mean gravity in the in the sense of seriousness but in a sense of like steadiness 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think about it as being something that's like right or wrong. And it's very, I think it's really interesting to think about this sense of like kind of shining on other people, you know what I mean? And like that you do need to reserve some of that for yourself. It's an interesting thing yeah. to think about. And, and I think I have known you at times to kind of like give it all away. Right. You know, and then not, but I, I guess, do you have times when you feel um, like what knocks you off? What, what snuffs out your candle? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what, or, or what blows your battery pack or whatever it is? Like, like I, I, what I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm asking you specifically is, well, it's related to what I felt this afternoon, which is that my sense of disappointment at just not having pressed the record button and it really like knocked me off kilter. Like I was mm-hmm. like, but this wasn't the plan. Right. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do this thing. And we had such a great conversation and I'm so disappointed. And I just right. felt myself losing my steadiness and basically like not shining any light on anybody. Right. In fact, you know? I, I mean, I think like what, what you, you were experiencing, like you almost turned light inside out. If light can be like anti-light, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that that what happened today, like I, uh, I think your description is accurate. Um, and so you want to know, like, if there are things, if there's things that I do, like, if I feel like, uh, are there things um, in my life that are like what happened to you today? Right. And what like do, when, how do I deal? You feel disappointed by circumstances. Um, how do you, what does that feel like? Mm-hmm. And how do you, because I experience you as somebody who gets, who re-steadies very quickly. And when there's a group situation of disappointment, like you're often the steadiest person the person like everybody kind of has as a touchstone to to go back to the light to like Mm -hmm. turn their light back on again and I'm just wondering like do you are there things that you say in your own mind are there things you do what what's that like for you I don't even know Mm -hmm. if it's something you could articulate but I would like to learn (laughs) well I mean we all have things to learn from each other like I just um I mean, I want to make sure that your listeners know that it's like definitely, I mean, between you and me, like this, any relationship is a two-way street, you know, like I, I have so much to learn, so much. One thing that like I have learned is, is about, like, I think there's something about steadiness, like, um, you know, I've learned, I think I've been steady, but I've only really understood what steadiness for me means uh, relatively recently. Okay. Like, I think, I think I had like a, like a, like a, a tendency to be steady or that was like my, you know, like the result of my childhood. Um, and I think it just fit with like my temperament, but um, I think, you know, my, my, my steady behavior in years past was like steady meant um, uh, invisible. Or steady meant, you know, like reliable, but not like um, not uh, uh, a further drain on other people. 
you know? So like, um, I, I think, I think people felt that I was steady because, you know, I was, um, not moved by, by what was moving them. You know what I mean? And that was easy. Like mm -hmm. if you were like, if you're a kid and somebody is, um, as you were saying, like knocked off kilter, or if they, if they have their battery blown out, you know, all you have to do, um, if you have a li limited understanding emotionally of like what, what's really going on, you, you just don't, you do the opposite of what they're doing, or you don't do, if somebody is angry, like you get calm, you know what I mean? So it's like, and you can read, if you can read other people, if you need to read other people and you become good at it, then you're like, okay, so now I'm going to, um, what this person needs is what they don't have. And so like, for me, I think the early understanding of steadiness was, um, I'm going to be kind of the, you know, the puzzle piece that isn't here. I'm going to be the prop that this wobbly shelf needs or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, you know, er, I think that, that that was part of what I thought steadiness was. But then I think as I, is that orange aid? Yeah, she's the turtle having a party. She's jumping out of her tank. There's she like, will she's one moving day. so much that there are waves in the tank. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. Um, I, I think as I got older and things, and I understood more of the complexities and there's like much more for me to unpack, I think. I think it's like a never ending process with me and steadiness, but I think that what, what I've begun to understand, you know, talking to you and talking to other friends, like um, I think that like, I now feel like th th that, that sense of steadiness is not like, um, you're not gonna move me, your emotions aren't gonna move me. Um, I think now they're like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to find like a source, some sort of source to like ground into. And I, you know, I don't mean it to sound metaphysical, but like, and I don't really know what it means to ground into some sort of source, but I think like for me, like, and some, sometimes it still means like even this afternoon um, when you're having difficulty, it sometimes means being quiet. Um but, but that doesn't, but I, but I've, I feel much more kind of like present for myself and also like in the situation um, than I did when I was younger. So, and I, and I, so, so I'm not just playing a game where like I'm doing, I'm not, I'm doing whatever it is you're not doing, or I'm trying to give you what I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you don't have, you know, and that never works. Like, you know, and we, we, we've tried that lots of times where like, Oh, you know, what, what do you need? Let me try offering you things that I think will make you feel better. But it's not like you needed to feel better. Like you didn't want it to be happening. It, it, it did happen and it was terrible. And you wanted to undo what had happened, but you couldn't. Really frustrating, right? So me trying to make your present uncomfortable situation better was like, no, I don't want it to be better. I want it to be gone. You know, like <laughs> I, I want to unwind time. Where's Superman to like fly around the world and like, you know, turn the earth back. So, um, so I think now what I try to do more in terms of steadiness is to like find some kind of like center inside myself that's connected with like, it could be with like my feet, it could be like stance based, or it could just be like how I feel like, well, how am I feeling right now? Like, am I disappointed? Yeah, I'm disappointed. Like that was a great conversation. But I also knew right away after we finished it that like you and I had had the conversation. Like we actually, we participated, like we gave it to each other and we couldn't give it to the listeners. And that's a bummer, but we, we were here, you know, and we did it. And so I feel like I'm really glad we, we had that conversation and we said what we said to each other and it was great. 
Um, so that's a win, you know, that's something positive. And even though we didn't record the conversation, and even though like now, you know, and I think I said to you, like, this is a setback. Like that's how, how it felt to me. It didn't feel like this is a cancellation of everything that I believe in or I stand for. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so anyway, like th those pieces of steadiness, like felt like very true to me inside. Like it, it wasn't like I went and I found a tree to lean against. I was just like, I could reflect internally and be like, you know, what's going on for me and what do I think is true and what really happened? And maybe like, I can sort of hold on to those things and, you know, you, you can do your, you can have your feelings, you know, I don't need to like take you out of your feelings. Um, but I can maybe, I don't know, maybe I can partly in feeling comfortable and safe within myself, I can show you that like, if you're pushed off your ball, you know, if you were playing soccer or something, um, that doesn't mean that everybody is falling over. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it's okay. Like, like we, um, I'm, I'm okay. Like you can have whatever reaction you're having and I'll be okay. You know? So I wanted to kind of show you, show you that rather than running around and being like, what can I do? What can I do now? Like, how about now? Right. Um, right. Do you want a cookie? Right. Right. Can I pour you a glass of water? Right. Do we redo the whole thing? Like, should I look on your computer and see if I can fix it? Right. Like there is none right. of that. Do you ever have that feeling of like, I mean, you, you said it perfectly where it's like, I, I don't want, I don't want to feel better. I just don't want this thing to like, I don't want, I just want this not to have happened. Like, yeah. Do you ever have that feeling and how do you deal with it with yourself? You, do you know what I mean? Like, are you ever disappointed, Caleb? Of course I know <laughs> what you mean. I think that, um, I mean, it's weird. Like, like one thing that was going through my head in our earlier conversation, uh, thinking about shiny people and thinking about the REM song is like, you know, you can be a shiny person and not be a shiny, happy person. You know what I mean? Like I'm sometimes aware of being shiny. Um, and this is connected to kind of like sometimes expending too much of the shiny resource on other people. But you know, you, you, I think I've been, um, you know, shiny, but not happy for many years, you know what I mean? Or like, there've definitely been times when I've been happy, but I think it's uneven. And, and I think sometimes like, I'm very familiar. It's like, oh, disappointment, my old friend, like I know disappointment. And I know that feeling of like, this isn't what I wanted, you know? Um, however, like, I think, um, there's a lot of things that I feel like that about, but you know, like I seldom, and this, this is how I'm going to connect what I said about mistakes and like being right to the present um, discussion. Like I, I don't, I no longer feel very worried about like um, making mistakes uh, of the kind that like what happened to you, you know what I mean? Like today, like if that happens to me, I feel bummed and I feel disappointed. I mean, you know, because like, I've said things to you, like, it just feels so terrible. Like I, um, I'm really, you know, sad or angry, um, but it doesn't last very long with me. And I don't, um, I don't, I don't get angry with myself. I, I used to, like, I, I know that like, um, you know, if I was building something and it didn't, didn't come out right, or I made a mistake, um, it's weird. Like I remember uh, I've been doing these, well, I've only done one, but um, I, I'm planning on doing some paintings that like um, have in them, I, I, painting pictures of like toys that I used to play with. And I, um, 
with with uh, uh, I know like these toys are so familiar to me. Like I know like if if they if the decals are ripped or something or or if, if there's a scuff on them. Like I know when they happen. Like I remember like when imperfections like um, intruded. You know, like I know when I dropped something and the paint like on my Matchbox car got messed up and that was really upsetting to me. And, um, and it was ruined. And I had the feeling of like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm painting this um, orange cement mixer toy. And, I, and it's like, it's like, it had um, stickers on it. I mean, I, the glue that they used in like, you know, 1970 was maybe not so like hardy as the glue that they would use today. So, and I, and I took everything into the bathtub that I wanted to play with. And so like, I took it into the bathtub and like, all it's like beautiful like labels and the name on the truck the company of the cement the cement company everything floated away <laughs> in the bathtub like all it's tragic it is tragic and like that was really really and it's 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 funny now and and it was like super tragic then and it was not fun uh, funny in the past and now like i i don't like i feel like a lot of um, empathy for for who i was and like uh, but those things don't bother me anymore like i I, I am bothered. I do feel like upset and disappointment, just uh, dis disappointed by how things go. Um, and, um, but I know, and maybe it's because like, I've proven it to myself, like um, as an adult, like I, I know that like it's temporary and like, like, like I bounce back or you and I find a way to bounce back. Like I, I don't, I don't believe anymore that like, uh, 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 like things will be ruined. And I, I, I can't believe that things will be ruined. Like, I don't think, I don't have that sharpness anymore. Like I used to be like when things were messed up, like I used to get very upset. I used to like, you know, throw tools if I was working on something and like, and of course that would make things worse. Like sometimes I'd throw a screwdriver and then like, I, I it would like stick in the thing I was making. And I'd be like, I can't believe it. <laughs> like I'm just, I, I like, I made it a hundred percent worse. So like, maybe that was like, uh, you know, good teaching for me too. Like, um, so, you know, I don't really, I get angry, um, but you know, it's very brief. Uh, in fact, like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to figure out like how to be more like have those feelings more publicly, you know, cause I think like you and, and our sons and, and everybody I work with probably, you know, they would say like, Oh, they, they can't remember like me, um, you know, being angry or, or, you know, getting upset. I think like, I get a lot of feedback about the, the shininess, you know what I mean? But um, if I say at work, if I, if I text somebody at work that like, I don't have a lot of energy or, you know, I felt grouchy. All I have to do is say like, I feel grouchy. I feel like, oh, it was a hard weekend or like I, you know, I, I, I can like um, telegraph s some like negative emotions and people reliably will be like, you know, sending me direct messages like, are you okay? I can't believe it. You're always the person who like is so positive. And um, so I feel like it's a problem if people like have this lopsided view, not a problem, but like, I'd like to have a more, I'd like people that I care about to have a more balanced view, you know, without me needing to be like Sasquatch. Like I don't, you know, like, so I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, you're helping me think through what I mean by the shininess. 
right? Because what I don't mean, I mean, sometimes when people talk about shininess, it's like, like it's fakeness. This is something we were talking about a little bit in our earlier conversation, like, Mm -hmm. or, or that it means like you're only, you only show your shiny, glossy, right. You can't know. And like, right. And that, that you like people on the outside, I think do assume sometimes from that sense of like shine that, well, what you see is what you get. So that person must be fine on the inside. But I think there's something about, so I think it is, it's a real gift that we all give each other to say, yes, we have like our social selves that we show. And then of course we all have like the real human feelings underneath it all. But I'm realizing that like, I think, I feel like as I have these interviews that the, I have a hypothesis that's going to get more and more kind of accurate, mm-hmm. but I think that there is something like, like you're helping me see that the shininess, it's not about a gloss surface. It's about like something that emanates from inside the person. But I think that when you have that uh, shininess, that shine, that, um, illumination that I think sometimes people can't imagine that you also have shadowy parts you know yeah that like and I don't mean shadowy like oh and the shadow is like you know your bad part or your evil part or something like that but just that they sometimes can't imagine that you have all the textured parts that that people genuinely have and I think it's a real gift for the people who do, who are illuminators like that to also say, I felt grouchy. And no, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And in fact, like, yeah, it's something, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just feeling impatient, but, um, like grouchy, no, not grouchy, but I mean, I, I, I've, I've often said this to other people, you know, um, often that I work with that, like when you, are truly vulnerable, you know, like, or when you talk about, you don't have to break down. It doesn't have to be like tears at work. Like, I I think that people need to find a way to be safe and also like, um, you know, like broadcast the truth about what's happening to them. But um, if somebody is able to do that, when they're able to do that, then it helps everyone around them feel like they can join in. This is a place where somebody can talk about you know, all the different colors. It's not just like, you know, like um, orange and yellow. It's not just the sunny colors that are coming out. Like when you were talking, I was thinking about like, um, you know, we all have like, I, I, and earlier we were, um, we, we talked about how in this conversation, we talked about how like everybody is capable of um, sharing you know, like different kinds of light. Maybe it's like we have a prism or something. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's like we, we're light bulbs or something. We, we've, we've got lights. We've, we've talked about lights and candles and batteries. So I don't know, pick, pick your, you know, your, your light source. Something, something can radiate from you, right? And like you can, um, I think we can become more in control of like how we turn our prisms, you know, like our glass, the things that split the light into its constituent colors. We can get better at like twisting them, turning them 
so that the different colors go out in different directions, you know? So like, there's times when you like, it can be like um, the barely perceptible kind of radiation that might give you a sunburn. You know what I mean? Like there's times when it's okay to like, to be like that, that those, that energy could come out of you that has some danger to it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, but mostly maybe you want other colors to come out, especially if you're like in a social situation, that doesn't mean you're, you can only produce green, you know, like, like you have other colors inside you. So I feel like, um, part of the shine is like understanding that we, you know, we do, we really do have these rainbows or we can produce rainbows and that we, we're not just like, um, sometimes it's really hard, in fact, to like maintain friendships with people who insist on you showing up as like the purple, you know, like it's weird. It's also in this meeting that I mentioned before, we talked about favorite colors. Isn't it strange how people like you, you, we often, it's like this thing that kids do, you know, and grownups too. What's your favorite color? You know what I mean? Um, but really like we could, those, those, those favorites could change, um, you know, and, and we don't have to pick just one, you know, like, mm-hmm. Anyway, I feel like this is a dimension of the shine. It's like, um, and maybe the truly gifted shiny people are the ones who can be, who can bring out or who can um, let, let uh, who radiate some of those, some of the um, like testier colors or the, like the, the wavelengths that are a little bit like dicey, you know, but, but, they, but they're uh, enough in control of, of their prism that they're not going to hurt anybody. And then, and we, we know that, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think this is part of why now I'm going to get back to being very sad that we lost <laughs> the first conversation. Cause I think this is one of the amazing things we kind of talked about was we were talking about um, being on purpose and I'm using that instead of like in control. Cause sometimes mm, I think mm. control is, I uh, accept, I accept. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without me saying it. Um, that's the problem when we have interviews like this with like someone you're married to. So let's just skip that part. Cause we both get that whole part. Okay. So, um, so I don't know how the listeners will understand that, but, um, so what part of what we were talking about was presenting, like interacting with people in a way that is on purpose without being fake. Right. And that actually, if you show up and you are just like, whatever light comes up in you, you just like blast the world with it or, or you never show any of it or, you know, that like, that like showing up with your light and just shining it into people's eyes is not necessarily skilled. Mm. Right. And it's not necessarily, I mean, I guess it's, it's, there's some kind of truth to it, but I like this idea of like on purpose without it being fake. Right. You know? And that, and that maybe it is true that it's something that people who are kind of skilled in this way are able to do. And that's part of where like my original question to you comes from, because you are very good at that. You're very good at like bringing your light filled self into a room and um, calibrating, not in a way that's manipulative or controlling, but that is um, respectful in some way. Like it's kind of a, uh, it doesn't feel like it's trying to complete somebody's puzzle or trying to like balance out the energy in the room. It feels like 
it feels very loving. I mean, I, maybe that's because we're married, but I, but I feel like a lot of people experience you that way, you know, that mm-hmm. it feels very um, strong and kind at the same time. And I think it's kind of amazing. And I think um, I know that for me being around people like you, when I am struggling with something really helps me find my ability to do that for myself. Right. Right. And I think that that's, um, I don't know. I'd like, I, I want to continue to learn more about your, your superpowers. Yeah. I mean, me too. Like I, I, yeah, maybe just like a superhero, like some of these powers, like they don't understand, you know, like they're still trying to um, figure out or inhabit, but I mean, something you just said, like, I mean, if, you know, to turn it um, to, to make this, to make our conversation more accessible too. And like, you know, um, we have a relationship and we can share like, and we have friends in common and like um, people know us together as a couple and as a family, um, but other people, you know, may not. And so it's like, what, what, what would you, how would, if you're having a hard time, you out there, if a person is having a hard time who's listening to this, what, what might they do? Like what, what lesson could they take? What could they do? Like, what's the pattern? What's the template that we're proposing? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. And so that's actually, I mean, sorry to interrupt you, but that, you're just impatient. You said like part of what you did so beautifully this afternoon is that I really was feeling like a sense of despair, like right. this thing that I'm trying to like build and make. Yeah. And, and I wanted to show up when I said I was going to show right. up and, and also just, Oh, it was almost like, you know, making a beautiful painting and then tripping and tossing right right the, slow motion you know like the brushes the paint. all over yeah. the right like it's just like the canvas is gone right but is there something actionable for another person that right. you find yourself it doesn't have to be elaborate but like no i mean i think words are is there you mentioned something about like your feet on the floor or right i mean i think there's things that you could do like like um well i mean there's things that i did but i'm not you like that that, that's what i'm realizing listening to what you just said like i actually think that the the, and this is the advice is like you know don't don't i mean you could come to our house and 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 we'd be happy to have you um we might just get really quiet and go to another room and let let you do your thing um but but um, but if, you know, if you don't come to our house, like, I think, you know, look for a person who can help you like get through your, like, like regain your sense to, to reassure you. Maybe the only thing, like what I was telling you was that like, you were going to regain a sense of equilibrium. You know what I mean? Because I know that that's true about you. And I think that it's probably true about people. Like, so I could say with confidence, like, you know, this is not permanent. And like, I really get what you're saying. Like, I didn't say like, you know, if you were like, this is the end of the world. I didn't say like, no, it's not, you know, like, even if I thought that was right, like, I'm not going to say that to you Um, because of maybe that respect that you mentioned. Like, I mean, I respect like your reality, even if it like doesn't match what I think is true. Like, you know, you were saying, I, I really wanted to show up for me inside. Like, I'm like, well, you did show up. Like you did like check that off because you did it. You know what I mean? But I can't, but if you are feeling like you didn't, then somebody's saying, yes, you did. You know, like, what's the point of having the like, um, yes, you did. No, you didn't argue. Like it, it shouldn't become an argument. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if you, if you feel so disappointed, if you feel like it's, it's a total tragedy and there's like, 
you know, black, a can of black paint flying through the air. And it's, and it's like splashing on your, on, on your canvas, on, on your beautiful work of art that you poured a lot of yourself into that you're trying to nurture and grow into, into something really big and meaningful to you. Like maybe, you know, find a person that you can do your own thing, like alongside, um, you know, like it could be a friend. It, it could, it doesn't have to be like um, in real life. It could be a zoom call or it could be a phone call or it could just be, I don't know, maybe you could like, I think, you know, it's wonderful if you can perform that service to yourself. Like if you're doing journaling or something, um, or if you get outside, like I, I know you and I have talked about this lots of times. Like, Can I pause you right there? Sure. So what, what are two things you do to provide that service for yourself? To you? Oh, to, to me for myself. Yeah. And, or for other people, but I'm just, but I'm just thinking like, I just think it's something you're especially good at. And I'm, I'm interested in giving people again, something kind of actionable, like yeah. something, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I may not do a good job like articulating these things, but like, I think one thing, and I told you this today is like, um, I remind myself that it's not me. You know what I mean? That like, this isn't, um, I think a lot about like boundaries, like um, like the importance of boundaries, um, and and like you know psychological boundaries and physical boundaries, and you know like I remind myself like today I reminded myself um, after the disappointing thing happened that like this is happening to Ellen, you know like I kind of replay it for me It's like this is happening to Ellen. I'm disappointed too. Like Ellen is going to get through this, um, you know. I don't need to like. Um, do any of the things that we talked about before, like, you know, follow you around with like a tray of cookies, even though (laughs) (laughs) that's sort of your dream come true. That is my dream come true. But, but see, but see, the thing is that like, even though it's your dream come true, if you're really angry, like you might destroy the, the, you might like sweep the cookies off the tray. Mm -hmm. Because like when and then people, crawl around on the floor and pick them up again. But only but but you'd only do that when I wasn't watching, right? Because it's very embarrassing, right? right? right. So like I, you know, you get to know somebody and you get to know some things about about how they're what they're feeling, but it's helpful if you can remind yourself that like these are Ellen's feelings. And sometimes I even say that, like, you know, these these are Ellen's feelings. And how am I feeling? Like I was part of the interview. And I was in the room when like you were disappointed, but that doesn't mean that I need to be part of like your process of recalibrating. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's hard. Right. To not, you know what that makes me think of once when my stepfather was in the hospital, um, I was talking to one of the like nurses aides and we were talking, they had just been, he was like late to come and help my stepfather with something. And he said he had just been like with somebody who was having a heart attack and, Mm. you know, that it was really intense. And I was like, wow, it must be really hard. And, you know, how overwhelming. And he was like, well, it's, it is intense, but, but I'm actually fine. And I was like, how do you handle like being in that situation where it's like life or death? And he said, well, I just, I got some really good advice once from a doctor, which was that you are not the one on the heart monitor. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like you're not the one having this experience. Right, right. And so that, you know, back off a little bit because you can support this person best. Yeah. If you realize like they are the ones that they are having a very hard time and we, and you know, we don't know if they're going to make it through, but right. you cannot support them if you're like in the, in the overwhelmed 
unhealthy mix with them. So just that feeling. And I think sometimes do you feel like, uh, like it can be hard to create that space because sometimes you think the other person is going to feel like abandoned or feel like, you know, but I think it's something you, you are, that is a great strategy and you do that very well. Well, here's the thing about light. You know what I mean? Like to, to bring us back to the light too, Mm -hmm. is like, you know, um, you can like shine on somebody like it doesn't, it doesn't have to have words. It doesn't have to have like, you know, um, touching. It doesn't have to be, um, um, you know, uh, an imposition of my worries, you know, and it doesn't have to be joining you where you are. Um, like the light can be more like a sort of a regard, like a field of regard that you project out from yourself. And maybe you just kind of like, if, you know, you try to believe it, like to whatever degree you can, and you just remind yourself that like, you know, I'm here and I'm projecting out like this feeling of like, you know, kindness or reassurance to another person. And, you know, um, it's hard because like, if you, if you're a doctor, you know, you want to comfort somebody who's maybe in a really difficult situation and maybe they're very ill or maybe they're very scared, you know, and like, and part of what doctors need to do is be very like compassionate and really plugged into the, like their patient, what their patient is feeling, what their patient is going through. And doctors can feel like seem really cold if they're, they very mechanically treat, you know, the symptoms of of the disease or something, but they ignore the fact that there's another person who's, who's, who's going through stuff. Like you wouldn't want to have like a primary care physician who is like ignoring um, you, you know, who is only like, you know, um, talking about like, you know, your symptoms or like, you know, treating your system symptoms and um, ignoring like the eunice. So I think like, um, uh, it's not a trick, but I feel like what, what, you know, you need to do is, is be like reassuring to the other person in a kind of like backgroundy way, you know, um, and not a foreground way. Um, and, you know, like not, um, you know, just try to find the, the, like the, the smallest, sometimes um, in my job, we, we talk about like um, the smallest, and I'm going to get it wrong, um, but it's like, the smallest, most um, important change or something, or the smallest, most impactful alteration. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying random words, but the, the spirit is like, you know, what's the smallest thing I could do um, if this was like, you know, a piece of software or, you know, like a, um, a, a, a sequence of screens, what's the smallest change that I could make that would um, make, you know, the, the biggest, have the biggest impact? You know, rather than like, what's the biggest thing? I got to stop Ellen. Ellen needs to stop feeling bad. You know, that's too big. You know, like that's what you're working on. And like, you know, that has to, however you get there is going to be your thing. But I could do small things. You know what I mean? Like I could make sure that you know that I'm still here. I could, for instance, you know, sometimes I think like, oh, I should, I should leave or like, or I need to like, tell Ellen that it's like too uncomfortable for me or something, but I could be like, no, you know, it is uncomfortable, but I think it's also important that Ellen knows that I'm not abandoning her. Like, I don't have to participate. Like I already, I already was part of like um, the run up to this, but um, you know, I can just be, I can be here. So I think the other, like another piece of advice is, you know, like to, to be, to try, and this is the, the um, maybe a piece of the, um, you know, being grounded. Like, just know that, like, you can do this. Ellen and I are watching a really great um, 
Korean drama. And they were saying last night, as we were watching in the episode, they were trying to like encourage each other. They were like, you can do this. You can do it. So like, you know, however you, whatever that means for you, it was cute at the show, but like you, you could just remind yourself that like, you're not going to, I guess this is the flip side of letting you do your thing. Like I'm not going to be like obliterated by your, whatever colors are coming out of you. Like I'm going to be okay. Like I'm not going to melt. Like I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to, you can't, you can't get me, you know, like it's all, it's all happening inside you. So like I, the, the, I can remind myself and listeners could remind themselves that like, I'm going to be okay. Whatever happens, you know, with, with, you know, my partner or my kid or, you know, my sibling, whoever it is, um, the person on the bus, like, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay. I mean, I, that doesn't always, that isn't always true, but like, I think mostly it is. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have a conversation with somebody about something like this. That's a little bit like one layer above where we would usually be functioning. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it right. feels a little bit like, like looking at it from an airplane or something and it's, Oh, rather than like being right, right. Rather than having, well, we did, we already were on the ground. Right. And now we're in the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, yeah, you're, you're pretty wonderful, mister. Um, I've learned a lot from you and now let's end with a couple of rapid fire questions. Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. Uh, they're are these have, the funny? Are these the funny questions? The, well, these are just like so we can get to know you a little bit better. Like, oh, I see. You know, it's been like talking to the Buddha for a little while, and oh, now, right? <laughs> no praise. Okay. No blame. Okay. Um. All right. A uh, perfect sandwich. Oh man. Um. I mean, there are so many sandwiches. Like, what listeners should know is that I got this book from a great used bookstore in Boston, and it's called Thousand and One Sandwiches. Um. And it's like, I think it was written in 1943. And most of the sandwiches are like, you know, salmon and jelly and lard and anchovies. And the recipes and- are, <laughs> I think actually, after we have this conversation, we're going to have to take that book out again. It's been a while. But what, you, like, you, for, for okay, you- I, no, no, no. I'm getting there. I know, I know. Okay. I just wanted to say like that I, I'm really into different sandwiches because I like the idea of like changing um you know, swapping things out, but it's like still a sandwich, like, like a sandwich is a sandwich is a sandwich. Um, but for me, like, I love, um, I love peanut butter and jelly. I love, um, we make a kind of vegetarian tuna fish sandwich. That is great. Like I, I love tuna. I don't eat tuna, but, um, you know, I still can remember it. I I love uh, so much about it. Um, (laughs) you know, like in your mouth. Like I remember I lost a tooth once eating a tuna sub, <laughs> but, um, and it was like, talk about disappointment. I was like, rats, I was really enjoying that tuna sub. And now my tooth is somewhere inside it. Um, as you know, I love like, um, I love a banana um, and honey mustard sandwich. That's very good with some <laughs> peanut butter. Um, but favorite, I don't know, like, um, Favorite sandwich. I love a BLT. I love, I mean, I used to eat grilled cheese too. Like, wow. Like how can you, can you really do better than a grilled cheese sandwich? 
That's a great sandwich. Mm. So I think we should take out the sandwich book and make some grilled cheese. Okay, ready for the next question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you are tasked with making one holiday disappear forever. You must mm. make one holiday disappear forever. What holiday is it? Um, it's off the calendar and nobody has any memory of it anymore. It's just gone. Gee, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, this is a very hard, this is hard for me to do rapid fire. Like, I think I can think about holidays that I really like that I would like to be a bigger deal, you know, like flag day, but, um, <laughs> it's hard for me to think about a holiday. I often forget when holidays fall. So, um, uh, I don't know. None. I mean, no, I like the holidays. I think there should be more holidays. I don't okay. think that I have to make one go away. I, I just thought this one up, Caleb, because we used oh. up all the rapid fire oh. ones earlier. But, I mean, if I, if I had to like, if some, one of them really had to go away, then maybe like the presidential birthday ones, like, I don't know. I just, I like, I love birthdays also. And I, you know, like presidents are great, but I just feel like, Okay, like we've we've had, you know, are we on President 46, 45, 46, 46, 46, um, like we've had a bunch of presidents. Like, why do why do those guys get like we, we don't have birthdays for all of them? Um, you know, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty bad. You know, I don't know. Like we could have birthdays, but I, I don't know if I would choose presidents to celebrate. Okay. I mean, I not I hope that's not like radical, like. No, I think especially if you amplify Flag Day. Yeah, bring up, turn up the volume on Flag Day. Then I think you're you're keeping like your patriotism quotient fairly equal. Okay, but but I mean I, the problem with Flag Day, I don't know. I'm not I'm not even going to say it because then I won't be a patriot. But like I like all kinds of flags. You know what I mean? Like not just our flag. Yeah. So my Flag Day holiday is like not just the American flag. Okay, it's all the flags. It's Vexilolo Vexilology Day. Right, that's what I would do. Okay. I'm really making these up off the top of my head. They're good. So, they're good. Okay. Uh, which would you rather have to take for 30 days in a row in terms of the flavor? Baby aspirin or secrets? And do you remember what secrets are? Yeah. Like the cough they droppy things. Them? I'm not sure, but like in, in a tin, they came yeah, in a they tin. Yeah, they came in a tin and they were like, uh, they were each individually wrapped. Wrapped. Yeah. And they baby aspirin. Made, baby they aspirin. made your teeth numb. Do you still like the flavor of baby aspirin? Yeah, orange, the how orange come, kind. How come there's no ice cream flavored like baby aspirin flavor? Mm. It's different from like orange sherbet. Yes, it is. Well, it's so textury. Well, maybe we should have, it could be an ice cream, it could be a sherbet with, like they wouldn't be real aspirins, but they could right, be like- Right, they'd have that like little powdery- Yeah, yeah, powdery, crunchy, yeah. Okay, that sounds really good. And uh, why don't you ask me the last rapid fire question off the top of your head? Make up a rapid fire question. Okay. Um, you're, you're in the woods, you're taking a walk in the woods and um, like, what's, what's, um, what plant um, in the woods uh, could be a tree, could be a bush, could be, you know, something growing on the ground. Uh, do you touch, uh, do you like uh, reach out and, and touch because it's so adjective because you just can't help yourself. Oh, um, not poison ivy. No. Okay. There's two things I'll tell you right away. No, three. 
I actually like like a big round patch of lichen mm-hmm. that looks like it's going to feel kind of rubbery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when it's yeah. when it's kind of like off the tree on the yep. edges. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't know. There's something about that where I often push your touch hand it. in. Yeah, yeah. I just want to feel what it feels like. Um, also, you know how sometimes there are those long pine needles. Yeah. You kind of like grab the branch and run your hand down the branch. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They're um, kind of ridgy, ridgy. They're not smooth, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they, they do smooth, have a but... little bit of a ridgy, but they don't like hurt your hands. No. They're kind of weirdly soft. Yeah. And they're a little bit sparse, but also like they come out in little bundles of maybe like five or seven or something like that. Okay. Um, and then sometimes just moss on the ground looks so like I, I partly want to touch the texture, but I partly want to touch just the greenness of it. Like maybe that will soak in through my fingers. Yeah. That's a really good question. Wow. Okay. Well, whoops, we did it again. I mean, I think we like, that was pretty interesting the whole day. Yeah. What a day. What an interesting what day. day. All the ups and downs. How are you feeling? I should have asked you as my like, um, you know, my rapid fire question to you, how are you feeling right now? Oh, I feel, I feel great. I feel. Um, and if you feel disappointed, angry, upset, that would be okay. No, it, I can't even actually contact, like I can rationally be like, yeah, of course you were upset because like we had this great conversation and you thought you were just going to go like boop, boop, boop and post it. And, and that would be done. And then I definitely like let my upsetness get too big. I, I think like I can almost feel myself letting myself be like, and this is terrible and this means mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And, uh, and now I just feel like, okay, here's what I feel. I feel, and this seems really true to me that like often what feels like a failure or a disappointment holds the seed in it for something else that you couldn't have even imagined. And I really appreciated this conversation. And I mean, I don't know if anybody else is going to listen to us talk for, has it been an hour, maybe more than an hour, but uh, I sure enjoyed it. And um, me too. Yeah. Let's have more zoom conversations. All right. Two, two uh, doors away. Two rooms I'm in. away. Hey, thank you so much for letting us get to know you better, Caleb. Um, And I do have one more quick question. Is there any uh, place that you would like people, like, can we find out more about you somewhere else? Yeah, I mean. Charming and and, uh, shiny. Right. Um, Yeah, no praise, no blame. You can, you can, um, you can check in. I mean, will you put the sites on your, I mean, I have two, like I have some Instagram sites, I guess. Why Why don't you, why don't you announce them? What are they? I mean, I know what they are, but you want me to say out loud, Yeah, say it out loud. All right. Well, um, you, I, maybe the best place to start, if you want to look at some paintings, like I don't really have much of a social media presence, but if you want to look at some paintings, you can go to, um, uh, Caleb Brown all together dot a R T. Um, that's, that's a site. And then if you looked, um, on Instagram, you can do like Instagram forward slash. Um, well, I can't even remember what it is. Household paintings. Yeah, that's one. No, of is them. that no household portraits? Portraits. You're gonna have to put it. You have to put the links in. 
Okay. What, what's my other one? Is like um, in blob crawl. Yeah. The uh, the anagram. Yeah. yeah. It like forward slash e n b l o b c r a w. Okay. Well, friend, thank you so much. And to everybody else, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>